Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip hop that examines where hip hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suwami. And I'm James Rathbone. And today we're going to talk about two artists with very similar names from the polar opposite ends of the United States uh, with very contrasting styles. Yes. They were talking about A Boogie with the Hoodie from Bronx, New York, and Boogie, formerly known as West Side Boogie. Yeah. I mean, you know, or is that for, I think, just a nickname for him? I, don't, I, th- I think for the purposes of this podcast, we we should still sometimes at least refer to him as West Side Boogie, just because it might get a little confusing otherwise. I'm down because it also sounds like a great dance. Yes, it does, doesn't it? He's doing the West Side Boogie. <laughs> Look at him go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have an Instagram account. It is at Ketchup Podcast. Get on the Instagram app. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's, it's, a, it's a great new app, Instagram. If you don't have it, you can share photos with your friends, see what they're up to. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of it, interesting stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, give us a follow, uh, rate, review, subscribe if you oh. haven't done that somehow. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Tell your friends about our podcast. Yes. You know, if, if there's anyone you know who likes hip hop or would like to learn more about hip hop, send them our way because that's what we do this for. Yeah, I mean, like people, people can listen to us and who had never listened to hip-hop before and suddenly have talking points for, you know, their younger relatives, <laughs> and maybe a son that they've they've lost connection with. <laughs> it's a good way to get back in there. Yeah. Uh, we also want to mention that we have a, a playlist with Red Bull Music that we are updating every month uh, in the lead-up to the next Boosie Fade party. Yeah. Speaking of which, our next party is February 22nd. Yeah. Uh, uh, the last one was amazing. You gotta, gotta come. You gotta come. If you haven't come, or if you do come, just keep coming. Yeah, it, it, it was, was a, it was so fun. It's at the Baby G in Toronto, yeah. so February twenty second. But you can find our playlist by searching Red Bull Music and going to their playlist and looking for the Boosie Fade one. Yeah. All right, let's get into the episode. All right, and we are going to start off by talking about a Boogie with the Hoodies new album, mm-hmm. Hoodie Season. It's Hoodie Season. That's a S Z N. Yeah. We can thank Drake and OVO for that. <laughs> <laughs> for the seasoning. Yeah. But A Boogie first emerged on the scene really in a major way in around 2016. Mm-hmm. And he came in a kind of like in a in a new New York landscape of rap, at least for the 2010s. Like, you know, much has been made about New York kind of falling out of being the center of hip hop from maybe 2006 to present day. Mm-hmm. There was a time period probably from like 2008 you can correct me if i'm wrong 2008 to no that's about right to like 2011 11 least. where there was a it was, it was like new the, york was a barren wasteland for yeah. developing new stars so it was basically max b and subsequently french montana who were like the sort of bubbling stars and then there was like a, a no country for old men of like red cafe and fabulous and I mean, you know uncle murda no shots at those guys but they were definitely not impacting the rap game at large in no. the way that new york historically had no, no. so and then obviously asap rocky sprouts up and but even despite asap rocky and french montana kind of blowing up it didn't feel like new york was back in any kind of way or even that they were artists that really kind of represented the spirit in or at least the historical spirit as we saw it of new york rap no i mean french montana made his name essentially off or like really his first break outside of max b was by uh making music with like gucci Mane and, and waka flocka who right. were the bit like kind of the biggest rappers at the time and then asap rocky 
really got famous off the sort of Memphis influence. Houston Ghost, sound. Houston, Houston, Memphis, Space Ghost, Perp kind of influence mm-hmm. sound and slang. Which and, are from the South. Which are from the South. So everything changes in 2014 when a young crew called GS9 <laughs> emerges out of the ether. Yeah. Like a gift from the heavens. <laughs> that with the lead, with their leaders, Bobby Shmurda and Rowdy Rebel, who released uh Bobby Shmurda released the song Hot Nigga, which is like still like still a kind great. of like timeless jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's been five years, but I it's like the last boozy phase. It almost felt like I got the biggest reaction to that song. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, there was a period of time that I didn't really enjoy playing that song out because I felt like it was it just reminded me of bad memories. It's sad to mm-hmm. think of Bobby Shmurda being in prison when his career was just about to take off and he'd like had this opportunity to change his life. And so that song would bum me out. But I think now that we're getting close to their, his release date, which is in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, it feels more celebratory again. Like we're getting ready for him to return, mm-hmm. but we digress. Mm-hmm. So Bobby Shmurda and JS nine kind of taking hold of the rap game really inspired a new energy in New York city rap. It feels like, especially, you know, New York city street rap. Yeah. Uh, Cause like soon after that you're having, you know, there's like designer sprouts up. That's like, this is like many years later, but it still feels like very in Cardi B, mm-hmm. uh, Young M.A. Yeah. And you, you're you seeing a lot of these rappers, you're hearing them shout out Bobby Shmurda. Yeah. Cardi B still like says shmoney. She still says like all the slang that the GS9 guys came up with. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. they clearly made a big impact. And so in 2016, when a, when a Boogie comes out, because he's from the Bronx, it felt very in line with a lot of historic like, New York rap, but it has a new flavor because mm-hmm. he's he's singing a lot. Yeah, I mean, the, so this is sort of where I think you can find the real contrast between the two artists, the two boogies that we're talking about today. A boogie owes a lot, as so much of modern rap does, to a young artist who unfortunately who died of of like a sort of freak heart attack at age nineteen, who is from um, South, South Carolina. Carolina, named Speaker Knockers. Speaker Knockers essentially fathered this entire style of sort of sing rap. Like, I mean, they were like Drake was singing and rapping before that. And Mm -hmm. there were some other people who were sort of putting a little like light melody. But this the the way that a boogie sounds and nav sounds, I mean, like you could go down the list. It's the it's the it's. Also, it's the tone of the, the vocal tone. effect, yeah. the way that they're using Auto- the the, the auto tune. Yeah. Um, and just to give you an idea of what we're talking about, here's a song by Speaker Knockers. This is like his biggest hit. It's called Lonely. It's a really great song. It's a classic. Yes, it is a classic. Started out with nothing. I was hungry. Now I got a couple niggas, bitches on me. Fuck nigga, I don't wanna be a homie. I had to make a couple bands by my lonely. So that's Speaker Knockers, whose influence is still heavily felt on the rap game today and is heavily felt when talking about A Boogie. And first of all, let's just talk about his name. A Boogie with the Hoodie. I'm sure you're probably asking yourself, where did this strange name come from? It's actually a very logical explanation. So <laughs> A Boogie's real name is Artist. That's his real, his, his government name, is, his first name is wow. Artist. Um, and he was 
known in his neighborhood. They would call him A Boogie after Ace Boogie, mm. a character in the film Paid in Full, which we showed at TIFF for the Boosie Fit Film Club screening. Might have uh, been actually been the can- Canadian premiere of Paid in Full because it was never screened theatrically before, which is pretty amazing. And there was screened theatrically in Canada before? In Canada. Wow. So amazing. if you were there, you were a part of history. Wow. We are trailblazers. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was called, they called him, they, so they called him A Boogie, and he used to always wear hoodies. And so at some point they're like a boogie with the hoodie. That's how the name came about. So there's that story. But yes, is it is it he the, the time that he kind of like really honed in on this style? It was when he released his project called Artist. It was in February 2016, mm-hmm. and he said when he was recording the album, he was going through a really difficult breakup, and that kind of like took him into a new lane artistically, and kind of helped him develop this kind of sing song rap style, which is very melodic. It's definitely like it can be like pretty rapidy rapid sometimes as well, mm-hmm. and it's just like a fusion of the, of the sound. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like when I heard a boogie for the first time that it was almost like New York rap was back because it had finally allowed like its influences to be like so obvious. Whereas like ASAP Rocky and French Montana kind of like dabbled a bit. It w- it was now it was like they would like take bits and pieces it was like now new york was more directly actually sort of in the same way that when now i think about it bobby shimurda was to chicago it was like a boogie was do was doing that for the sort of southern melodic stuff that was obviously speaker knockers but also kind of coming out of atlanta as well mm-hmm. with people like ray shummard or future young thug it's true and uh much like little b once accused uh a boogie <laughs> of sounding like he also has this really like dej loaf yes, sound very to much and on, on a few of his early songs, he like directly quotes her, you know. Right. So there, there's, there's a lot kind of going on in a boogie's like st- a boogie stylistically. Mm-hmm. And l- late in 2016, in October, he releases a project called TBA. It's a six song EP. It's my favorite project by him. And it's just like you know, w- when we get into this album later, we'll talk about the differences between this project and where he is now. Mm-hmm. But TBA is really the perfect EP. It's six songs. It's very tight, and it's just stylistically and conceptually song wise there's just like a lot of interesting stuff going on here uh my favorite song in that project is called timeless which for me really captures exactly what is so unique and is really compelling about a boogie it's his ability it's kind of like the same thing that you know of why it's interesting when when rappers sing in this way the ability to sing on a song and then immediately follow that up with an aggressive rappers mm-hmm. is just like it's just a great skill it's a great trick you know the the, it's like it's like when a rapper uh, is featured on a song and he raps in a double time like it's like but bun b once said that um in this great interview in the believer from years ago that john caramonica did that he whenever he's featured on a song he likes to do a double time Mm -hmm. because you just automatically stand out more than the other rapper (laughs) and i feel like singing like singing something really melodic and beautiful and then getting super hard after and like going like as a rapping is just a great trick um, so let's listen to a little bit of Timeless right now so you can see what I'm talking about. on my jeans like I'm really on this. I ain't sipping no Merlene. I've been tripping off it. I've been pissing codeine. I ain't with this shit. Rockstar lifestyle might not make it. Wake up, fade, still end up drinking. Makeup on my t-shirt, I hate it. R.I.P. t-shirts, I hate it. Fall asleep, wake up, still I'm faded. Bubba probably lost 50k in Vegas. 
all up purple and they make it turn pinkish Said that I was done with it, but I'm still drinking I can't waste no time, I can't waste no time with it I can't waste no time, so yeah, and then timeless He releases that EP at the end of 2016, his career starts to take off mm-hmm. In 2017, he's named to the double XL freshman list mm-hmm. um, And, you know, he signs with Atlantic Records yeah, I mean, by the end of later in 2017, he releases his major label debut album, mm-hmm. um, "The Bigger Artist." The bigger artist, <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> um, so, did you did you listen to? I remember you're a big fan of the song "Drowning." That yeah, yeah. Kodak that Black. whole record is actually quite good, like, especially for when and... yeah for major label re- like debuts, and especially in the way that they, as we've talked about in the past, can sometimes get overburdened with. Uh, features that are trying to appeal to all these different demographics and just like too many songs and too many you know attempts at you know garnering radio play or streaming this uh, the bigger artist is actually a very strong album yeah it is Uh, say uh i really liked um yeah it's just like a it's a pretty it's a it's a stronger record than um i feel like i even remembered it until you just brought it up to be honest, now that I look back, like I, I remember actually quite listening to it at the time and liking it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Some um, strong solo songs on there. Yeah. Uh, no Promises was a favorite of mine. Undefeated was 21 Savage. Yeah. So it's like a pretty strong release. And, and at this point, he's becoming, you know, New York is definitely back in the rap game. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on there. You know, there's Cardi B, there's Young Ame, mm-hmm. um, there's A Boogie, there's obviously Ace, there's ASAP Ferg, the ASAP Mob, Takashi 69, um, Casanova. Yeah. Just like New York, there is no ambiguity about it. It's just a dominant force in rap again. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the world that kind of a boogie's operating in. It becomes like a pretty big star. He released an he released an uh, an album last year called the International Artist, which is an eight song thing where the the gimmick of the song of the album is that he's working with all these international artists, <laughs> very good, <laughs> including Canadians, Tory Lanes, and Nav. Right. Um, but for me, that was a, kind of a very like it was a pretty nothing project. It's like outside of i like he has the song with uh, tory lane's best friend which i think is excellent mm. and collaboration with uh with a few other people like it, it just it, there was nothing to this album in terms of like staying power or sticking with me mm-hmm. which brings us to his most recent album hoodie season hoodie season so james like what do you what do you what do you think of this album uh, what do you think of a boogie i uh, well you know it's funny because Talking about a boogie now, it re- made me re- remember how much I liked a boogie over the t- over the years. I mean, there was the incident where he beat up Little B, and then we found out Little B was asking teenage girls. For- we everyone got mad at him because he beat up Little B because Little B said he looked like Dejah Loaf. Yes, and then we found out Little B was he asking. Said, you know, he sounded like Dejah Loaf. Sound, didn't sounds, look like <laughs> <laughs> Dejah Loaf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyway. Uh, then we found out Little B was asking fourteen-year-old girls for the pictures of their feet. So now he got uncanceled. <laughs> it's actually a good thing that he beat up Little B. <laughs> yeah, but now we're back on Boogie's side. If we could go back in time, I remember that day when we found out he beat up Little B. Somebody posted in the Boosie Fade Facebook group and. It's like if you watch the video, it's very emotional because I believe it was at Rolling Loud. Yeah. And then Little B goes on stage and he says he gets on the he like A Boogie's and his crew also stole Little B's laptop. So yeah. he couldn't even play his music. Right. Like, so Little B gets on stage and he's like, he's just like, hey, guys, like I can't perf- like I just got A Boogie and a bunch of his a bunch of his friends jumped me backstage and they stole my computer. So I can't perform today. And it's and he's like, you know. But it's all good. I still, I still love them though. And yeah. it was, it's just like when I watched that, I was so 
touched. Yeah. You know, I was like, I, I almost cried. I was yeah, like, yeah. genuinely, like, this is like, wow. Like, that's what a magnanimous man. And like, right, right. it's kind of sweet. Also, it's so sad that he got beat up. Yeah. And now I'm like, yo, shout out to A Boogie and the crew. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you got to handle things in the way you need to handle them. Yeah. Stealing the laptop, it seems petty, but you know, <laughs> different strokes for different folks, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, this this record, uh, I say that I made me remember that I liked A Boogie because this ma- album made me dislike A Boogie. Listening to this record was the it's the worst record I've listened to in years, <laughs> from beginning to end. Honestly, you know what? It was a slog. It was it was very rough. I'm a, and I'm a big A Boogie fan. This album also de- is his first album to to hit number one on the Billboard charts. Um, it also holds the dubious distinction of being the lowest selling album to hit number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it sold... No, no, it's less than that. Uh, our producer Kyle just said it sold 500 copies. No, it's actually less than that. Um, uh, it's Sorry, you're, you're, it's closer to what Kyle said. It's 823 copies, which is... It's about as many albums as like when you are not the biggest... Uh, NBA star and you released an album like it's like when Chris <laughs> Webber put out an album it would sell like 800 copies in the first week or yeah. run our tests but I mean that says more about the shifting nature of music consumption than anything else especially with hip-hop yes um, yeah, yeah. but it's still f- strange and funny but it also yeah. and it, I mean really it says I think the most about his audience his audience are probably like 99% p- of people who are te- like teenagers or younger it's true. It's you know, true. like who, who would, um, they don't even know that music ever came. On the although I will medium. say when I went to see a boogie in, I believe this is February of last year could or could have been actually it's 2017, like late 2017. I went to see a boogie at rebel. Mm-hmm. And you know, at some point I, I was in, I was in, I was in the side section. And if you've ever been to rebel, concert venue in toronto you'll know that like, there's like a big floor and then they have some vip sections on the side and they have a, a another section upstairs where you can kind of stand and watch and i was in one of the vip sections where we were watching the show and at some point this like large group of like really tall men came in and like i remember i looked at this one guy and i was like like is this he just looked famous you mm. ever see somebody that just has a look that they just looked famous this guy looked famous and i was like is that guy a model or something because he's i don't think he's an actor i would recognize him maybe a model or something just the way he carried himself and then i just noticed more and more extremely tall men just climbing into this one booth mm. and i mean it turns out these guys are all in the charlotte hornets right. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah, the, charlotte, yeah. <laughs> the charlotte hornets and they, they were rapping Every single word of that A Boogie was spitting, like right. even the deepest deep cut, wow. you know, non-single like old album cut, mm-hmm. they were going off to him. So I think that his fan base is, you know, a lot of teens, but I think there's also a lot of like young adult men yeah, yeah, yeah. who like right. and women who who are big yeah. fans of his. Yeah, I this this record though, I just found it like I, I wrote the note to myself like whiny strip club music, like because it, it it like there, there's a tone. It's like his kind of like high pitched singing uh voice like i i could see it being grating i've previously enjoyed it as i said but in this record when like the subject matter and the the beats like this is some of the worst production i've heard on a rap album in like i don't know how long they i was so i was thinking bad. i was thinking as i was listening to this album i was like i i actually went back and i listened to tba again cuz i'm like do i actually like that album as much as i thought i did because mm-hmm. I, this is very confusing to listen because listening to this album, even for me, like a pretty strong diehard a boogie fan, Mm -hmm. it was punishing. Yeah. Like the, the amount of just terrible features or just like 
So there's just like it just has everything that's wrong with major label rap albums. Yeah, it's way too many songs. It's, it's 20, twenty songs. Twenty songs. Oh my god. There are so many features, and like, I mean, just, actually, just to your point about whiny strip club music, for me, listening to this album, I was like, this is where you can hear somebody using their skills for evil. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it's like the music. It, the things that were most interesting about. A Boogie, his ability to sing and his melody, his gift for melody, mm-hmm. like are actually a curse on this album. They're used as like a weapon. Yeah. It like harms you. It's just, it's just like, I think this is what happens when you kind of like get into the habit of like a lot of artists now are now. And in a way that, I mean, it actually doesn't seem to hurt them where you just kind of like are just putting stuff out. Mm-hmm. It does, you're not really, you don't seem to care about the final product. You're just trying to make a lot of it. Yeah, that's what I felt like listening to this album. You know, it's just like a an overwhelming feeling of just like, just get in there, let it go, make another song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Slap a feature on it. You know, it just doesn't really seem like there's a lot of care put in this album. I, I will say there's one there's one song that I did and one feature I did enjoy on this album, and mm. it's Juice World. Yeah, Juice World is the most interesting artist because he's so inconsistent in a way that I. Like there's, you know, at some point when he put out that that kind of collaborative album with Future earlier this year, I was like, I think I'm done with this guy. Yeah. And last year I was saying this is going to be like a guy that might change like the <laughs> the nature of hip hop <laughs> right. for good, you know. But on 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 the song that he's featured on Demons and Ang- uh, Angels, it really for me is like this is exactly what is good about Juice World is that he can kind of make this song that is like essentially about nothing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you know very generic sort of semi-grandiose speaking but makes it sound good yeah you know yeah i mean let's just let's listen to a little bit of demons and angels You know, I, I think you think you hit the nail on the head saying this is everything that's wrong with like major label rap right now. It is just like, I guess at some point in the past, you would have this would have been shelved and like a label would have been like, does this have an audience? I don't hear it have a hit single here. Like, this is bad. Like, this is a bad product. Go back and like record more. And now like a boogie has a big enough audience, you know, has established himself enough and like music in general is so disposable that he can put this out and still be a number have a number one record even though that's like it's like no there's nothing of value here like this is this i feel like i can usually see good in in something and there's there's not nothing to recommend here i mean a few a few a few of his biggest hits are actually on this album uh, he has a song called Look Back at It, which mm-hmm. is a really big hit, like kind of a breakout hit from this album that's definitely, it's crossed over mm-hmm. to some degree. Uh, another song, Star Tender, is yeah. also doing really well. Again, in um, like the sort of stripper, strip, like kind of cheap strip club music. I mean, yeah, it's it's harsh, but that actually is probably a really good, the best description of, of what A Boogie sounds like <laughs> on this album, just yeah. cheap strip club music. I mean, the, the project is doing well, mm-hmm. uh, paradoxically, but yeah. I think it just says more about consumption music consumption habits and how now when you like a musician you're into 
them as an entertainer in a full persona. Um, persona kind of way. You're like, I'm following your Instagram. I'm following your, you know, you kind of like are taking I'm everything like, that comes. Yeah. It's like stan culture. Yeah. No, where absolutely. you just take everything that comes with it, even if it's not good. Like, like, I mean, like Nicki Minaj fans, like, even if it's yeah. not good, you're like, this is my, this is my queen. You know what yeah, I mean? You yeah, stand yeah. by your person. It's, it's like, there's a, tri- it's like you're in a tribe. We call them, hi- it's like hives. Like they're yes. actual little, like insects that don't have a brain that are like going off the pheromones of the artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, you really broke that down. Like, I mean, that that's what the metaphor Man, says, right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> like they're all worker bees, basically. And then there's the queen bee. Whether it's Beyonce, Nikki, or in this case, a boogie, mm-hmm. you know. Well, but I, I, what I would like, I think my last thing that I'd say about this record is that, you know, we meant I mentioned speak, we mentioned speaker knockers, talked about speaker knockers earlier. And it's like this sound, which was sort of a really brand new thing when when speaker knockers did it in 2013, was really at its like peak of like real being really interesting in 2016 and 17. Now it's starting to feel a bit stale to me. And I, you know, if you look at like who are the like newer melodic rappers who are doing interesting things, or people like Trippy Red who are just getting going way more out there. That's with, right. They've blown, like, they've taken this into like an extreme. Yeah. And they're also melding it with other music. They're melding it with emo music. Like that's what Trippy Red does. That exactly. Makes it really interesting. And I feel like this is just kind of, it's kind of like part of the reason this is popular is it's like this sound, which was kind of like, something new and interesting and even kind of edgy for a New York artist to be doing it in 2016 is now become so like middle of the road. It's trite. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he's gotten another gear in him and he can evolve, but this record does not show that. Yeah. The next artist we want to talk about is West side boogie. AKA boogie. Yes. (laughs) Also known as boogie. From Compton, California. Yeah. Who put out his first album. So yes, his debut stu- studio album. Yeah. Um, Everything for Sale. Everything for Sale. So this is his first album out with uh, Shady Records. Like West, Westside Boogie first kind of came onto the scene in 2015. Mm-hmm. And he had this kind of like surprise hit song called Oh My. Mm-hmm. And even now looking back on his career and thinking about this project, I mean, there are some nods towards that style of music, but it's like, it almost feels like an outlier in his catalog. Yeah, it does. It's almost kind of trappy. It's a banger. Yeah. And he doesn't really make bangers. No. He makes kind of more like... Introspective. Introspective, thoughtful, reflective, you know, philosophical even. Yeah, exactly. Music. But Oh My my was like, it was a banger, but still had that that kind of vibe to it. And it had like a strength of rapping behind it in a conventional kind of sense. Absolutely. Let's actually, let's listen to Oh My. Oh my goodness. Before I started rapping, if you niggas heard my story, bet you be like, oh my goodness. Oh my. Was chilling at the park and I got shot up with a 40. I was there like, oh my goodness. Oh my. I seen a nigga slipping, he got caught up with a shorty. I was there like, oh my goodness. Oh my. And all I knew was pain, man. I ain't never known no glory. I was there like, oh my goodness. I had to keep it pushing. My mama in the yeah, so that was 2015. Yeah, um, he's put out a, f- a few mixtapes since then. He's he's kind of an interesting story because he he's someone who, uh, he's a he's a single dad who like fatherhood said to him he should like take rap seriously because he needs to provide for his kid and kind of 
you know, put in work over the last 10 years to get to this point and sh- signed with Shady Records, which is kind of normally a death sentence mm-hmm. in the post like G Unit era, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about their other artists, they had Slaughterhouse. Yeah, Cassius. Cassius. They have Yellow Wolf still. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, Yellow Wolf is still like touring and putting up music. Yeah, it's like purgatory, though. Basically. It is purgatory. You're on the, you're definitely on, you, in terms of being, a part of the dominant like hip hop conversation, you're mm-hmm. not in it. No, not at all. It's and it, I mean, almost it, like being on OVO. Yeah, it's it's it is similar. It's similar and and uh, except you. Pro- I don't know if you're farming for Eminem. You're just it's like shouting into the void rather yeah. than like giving your best stuff up. But uh, so, but he was already signed to Interscope Records. So like in, after he, after Oh My came out, he put he put out a project called The Thirst Forty Eight uh, Part Two, mm-hmm. and he was already signed to Interscope. So I think they just essentially transferred his contract to Shady Records and kind yeah. of give him the Shady. It's rec- a subsidiary. Yes, exactly. Um, so the interesting thing is he's he's really evolved into this artist that is just. He's, I actually think it's there's almost like a little subgenre or movement or something going on right now, or at least I don't know if this is an artificial um, category that I'm building here. But it, he, there's another artist that we didn't actually get to talk about. Who put out a great project last year named Buddy, mm-hmm. who it's it's kind of similar, like soulful, introspective, kind of G G funk influence, but not in like a kind of aggressive way, but more just like sonically, mm-hmm. and and then also sort of like it's like kind of like post chance post cole post kendrick kind of every man rap you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and i think that on this album uh unintentionally i'm sure but boogie sounds a lot like chance the rapper yes he does in, in, yeah. on this album yeah and just in general i think yeah it's probably not i don't i i bet it's i bet it's completely unintentional they're from different places they're like subject matter and personas are quite different it's it's almost like it's almost like the way that JID sometimes sounds like Kendrick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's a it's just like a stylistic, yeah, thing that Be- being, also lends to the type of rap, the kind of rapper that they are. Exactly, and how they how they express themselves. Yeah, you know. Um, but this, as compared to the last Boogie record, the A Boogie record, this is an excellent record. Yes, this it's like top to bottom, really good. Um, I mean, if there's one problem with it, it's that Eminem is on the record. His verse isn't terrible. It isn't terrible. It isn't terrible. It isn't terrible. It's it, better than a lot of his other ones. Yes, but it still goes on way too long. Yes, yes. Um, but like it, this is a, I I really enjoyed this record. At first I was kind of I I was I was a little surprised cuz I haven't I can't say I've followed him super closely and I think of him as being a little bit more energetic than in tone than this album is, which mm-hmm. is quite downbeat. It's a little melancholic. Um, it's a little spaced out at times and I like going back to it. I re- like I listened to it at the gym and I was like, this is good, but I don't know that it's really interesting. Then I la- listened to it like laying on my couch doing nothing and really listened to it. And I was really impressed. Yeah. And there's, I also like that he has a, I mean, you can feel there's a wry sense of humor here, mm-hmm. particularly on the song self destruction, which is like, yeah, which in some ways is reminiscent of Oh My, not in the sense that it just has like a more like a kind of trappy production. Yeah, a little bit more upbeat as well compared like, to a lot of the that's right. Records. It's a little boom trap sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's and- a good term. Damn, <laughs> boom trap. Wow. <laughs> Maybe that's that's what that's the subgenre should be. That's that's yeah. Of maybe. like the J. Cole stuff. Uh-huh. Boom uh-huh. trap. Jordan, that's really good. Damn. Let me let me call the trademark office yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Um but I wanna listen to a little bit of self destruction because it's just it's a 
it's it's kind it's funny and it's sharp and yeah. it's smart and it's 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 also like it's a bang. Yeah. No money bragging about Benny Hannes, but it's still fuck your broken system. Posting pictures, posting scriptures, hoes and niggas, bros and snitches, code defendants, rolling skims, your frozen bricks, your goals and missions. Cause you ain't got no hoes still. Come through, kill your whole will. Now y'all look like roadkill. Oh shit, I don't know. Still with something, something, something. Can't remember nothing. Still don't get no fucks. When you know, it's, it's kind of funny how it can be easier to talk about more negatively about, about a record. Like, when you really like a record, it's almost like, I really like it. You just go listen to it and make up your own mind about it. But yeah, this, I mean, yeah. This record is, it's it's just, like, thoughtful. There's some really, like, there's a song called Silent Ride, which I is, like, the second song in. And it's just, like, about not talking, basically. And this is the kind of, like, I don't know. In the I feel like in the last decade, rappers have started talking about their relationships a lot more and about like like their feelings but often they're talking about their feelings is talking about how they don't have feelings mm-hmm. and i feel like there's a kind of a la- emotional immaturity to a lot of the sort of talking about their ex talking mm-hmm. about like girls that they sleep with and all that kind of thing and like some of that can be fine and f- funny or whatever but like there's like a nuance to the the emotion and like and just like the his personal experience on this and about his like feelings on relationships and intimacy that is like rare you know like drake could learn a lot from this for example it's true and i think that just kind of like in general um there is there's an emotional immaturity issue in a lot of mainstream hip-hop right now it's right now especially Uh, like particularly yeah and you know i think even to bring it back to, to to the comparison between the two when a boogie first came out Part of what I liked about him is like mm-hmm. the way that he used autotune and rapped about his relationships and exes was like there felt there was some kind of emotional maturity to it. There yeah. was some kind of, you know, and I mean, that is not present on his newest record. It's like the the, the relationship stuff on this. I'm just like, dude, you're in a dark place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you sound yeah. like an asshole. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a song on a boogie record called Skeezers. Which is like a uptown New York slang for you know that's like highly Un- mis- unkind, unkind, very misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, and that's and it's a like, song. People don't even say that anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, what I mean, yeah, they left that in the eighties, but yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, great album from Boogie. I feel like this is, and the interesting thing about like his Shady Records connection is, I feel like just everything to do with this album, they put out like a twenty-minute short film mm-hmm. that was like the the rollout for this album has been excellent yes although although like if you compare the popularity of these two records it's like but i think it's also just like it's stylistically it's like a boogie stuff is like made for streaming and radio and the kind of like way that it just blends into the background and Mm -hmm. it sounds it sounds like something that's already out there even if it sounds different you know and a boogie is actually much more established like he is he is like way more established than than connected with like drake and like all these people like people a boogie is like a name in the rap world a big name in the rap world and boogie is like a burgeoning name yeah exactly um, um, you know, this is the kind of record that if your friends complain about there not being any like good, like about the state of like SoundCloud rap or anything like that, get them to listen to this. That's right, honestly. And like, if they don't like it, don't listen to their opinions about hip hop. Yeah, present day ever again. Yeah, seriously. they just are not trying hard enough. Exactly. All right, let's wrap that up. Yeah.
And that is the end of this episode of Catch Up. Thank you very much for listening. It was, uh, it was great to talk with you. Yeah, no, it was, it was a real pleasure, uh, as always, Jordan, you know? Uh, <laughs> I was uh, talking to you and the audience when I said that. Like I, and I'm giving you the appreciation back. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, now you know about the boogies. We didn't really talk about Boogie Cousins. Uh, my real favorite <laughs> boogie, you know, is de- destroying the rap, the NBA landscape, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by joining up with the Warriors. So maybe I actually don't like him as much anymore now that Probably I think not. about it. No. You can talk to James about Boogie yeah, Cousins please, by sliding please. into his Instagram DMs yes. or messaging the Catch Up Podcast account. Yes, please do. Uh, either, either we'll get the responses that you desire. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Take care.